what a dream. Anyways, Andrew is here. I'm Andrew, here. Andrew is an improviser, mm-hmm. and uh, as well, you run, you co-run, right? Mm-hmm. Logan Square Improv. Come on, dance, work up the appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on, dance, work up the appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, LSI. <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah, with my friend Alex Burchadko, who also plays the cello, too. Does he, he really? He played in college, yeah, for our college orchestra, which is also fun, and I just thought about that, too. Huh. So a lot of cello players. Uh, yeah, he's in Indianapolis this weekend, um, so not here, but yeah, so I'll be kind of speaking on behalf of the theater for the both of us. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. cool, cool. Let's talk dirt about him, too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so He wouldn't care. I was like, I talked a ton of crap about you on this podcast. to be like, I'm, that's fine. Really I, don't, so. I don't mind at all, yeah. I feel like, so I got to come over there a couple times, I would say last, maybe last calendar year even. Yeah. And perform with um, a team, True Bangers. <laughs> mm-hmm. A very funny team with a lot of very Just funny people. lovely people on there. Yeah. And, uh... Dude, your theater over there is just a delight. Thank you. And um, it's such... Going over there and performing is such a, like, reminder of, like, man, when you get the recipe right, like, it's so fun. And I think... (laughs) I think there's a lot of theaters that have different times they get the recipe right and sometimes they don't. And I feel like what you guys are doing over there is just super awesome. I have a few opinions about what I think you're doing so awesome, but um, talk to me a little bit about like kind of like your guys, um, I don't know wh- what it is that like you are aiming for with your theater over there because you have a very cool vibe. Thank you so much. That is super kind. And well, it's super true. Lot. Yeah. It's, it's a great theater. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, yeah. What we're aiming to do, uh, just to do good shows. Like we've always tried to keep it very simple in terms mm-hmm. of what we're doing. We're a small community theater. So we want to just do really like, easily accessible shows all the shows are free or five dollars and then uh for us the big thing is just like putting on good shows independent of who performs on it uh because i think like we don't really have a ton of house teams and we pull to the shows from like teams all over the city and our friends and people that we know but we also like on our thursday show which is kind of our show that it was the bar show that we ran before we started the theater okay and uh, you were running that at what bar finley duns which is oh, pretty close to here finley duns yeah, i don't I, know <laughs> oh okay it's uh when i biked it's on lincoln uh like pretty just like lincoln and addison kind of um so we run in that bar show there for a while and it was just fun we were like bringing in new groups every week and groups that we didn't really know that were new and like very seasoned veteran improvisers Uh and we were just kind of figuring out like oh if we just like try to run this show as best as we can and keep the energy up and are excited about who's here like it doesn't matter because everyone can be as you know like as a teacher everyone can be very good at improv very quickly too uh and like that was just kind of the that's kind of when we started to realize like, oh, this is like, we can make this consistently good and we can make this fun. And then we can also like, just make this accessible to everybody. And that's like, uh, I think what we kind of aim to do pretty much all the time is like, it doesn't matter who's going to show up. It doesn't matter. Like we're going to make it fun. We're going to try to like make it the best show possible for everyone involved and kind of always keep it different too. So like, that's kind of what keeps us motivated and keeps us trying to (laughs) do the same thing over and over again. It just like, good shows that's all we want to do is good shows but then also like bring in more new people to it and like like add variety week to week so that um everyone can enjoy it it's definitely like it's like cultivating a space right Mm -hmm. that kind of like allows people to have more likely better shows yeah (laughs) and there's like there's quite a few things that go into like 
having the right space and the right energy that gives you a like a good chance of it being a fun night. Yeah. And like especially when you have ownership over it cuz it's a small theater that like you co-own. Mm-hmm. Um you get probably a lot more intimate control of like your like passion going into the work and like being the thing that meets people at the door and like being the thing that kind of, you know, uh, infects the flavor and attitude of the place. Whereas like, if you think about like a bigger theater, it's like you might have someone like taking your tickets who doesn't want to be there. And it's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I was like super excited once to go see an ETC show. And granted I work at Second City and I mm-hmm. um, had been working there for years, but it doesn't matter because you could easily just not know anybody there. Yeah. But I was like super excited to go to the show and I was like a little too bubbly, I think. Mm-hmm. And then the box office person just like was like, <sighs> and I was like, oh man, yeah. I'm excited to see a comedy show and like my friends are in the show and I'm excited. And that person was like not having it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's a hard thing to control for when you've got a really big theater, right? Yeah. I think that's just where like, the how small we are is like a big advantage too because that's that is the most fun part i think is because like it is so personal to like uh-huh. alex and i and everyone who was kind of there as we started it and like the show producers that we have and just like the people who frequent the theaters like i think we do have this ownership over it. it's like this is a fun special thing we care a ton about it and like i'm by nature pretty like outgoing high energy mm-hmm. bubbly person as well so yeah like, i have no problem like the second someone walks through the door, I'm like, okay, yeah. are you performing? I'm pumped you're on the show. You're going to be great. If you're an audience member, do you know what improv is? If you don't, here's what it is. Uh, like, grab a you, seat. You a like, pre-talk for them and tell them what improv is? I try to. not. I mean, it's kind of impossible consistently to do it every show. Not, but that's we, not a bad idea. But we try. I mean, <laughs> we try, like, because that's, I think, a big barrier, too, because we get a lot yeah. of walk-ins from our neighborhood, like, in Logan Square, and, like, a lot of couples that come for a date night, and they don't really know what's going on, but then just after, like, a little explanation and try to make it less, like uh like intimidating or yeah. different um so yeah i mean that is a big thing for me is like because it is like we do have complete ownership over it. like if it is not fun and people don't have a good time like that's a bummer i don't <laughs> yeah, I know like there's the not a, like that would be awful and like there's also so many times too like i invite my friends who don't do comedy to come see the shows or like my family comes in from out of town to see stuff and it's like this thing that like I want it to be good for the people in my life that I care about, but also for anybody who brings their family to a show or like if a couple gave up their Friday night to go on a date here and like they're giving us an hour of their time to watch us play on stage. It's like that is a big commitment to like, yeah, like anytime you have an audience, that's a huge privilege like to have perform people that that don't know who you are and are just coming to watch you play on stage. So it's like, I think Alex and I like at our core, we both feel very strongly about that, like trying to have like a lot of respect for what the show is for all the people that came to perform and gave up their night uh, and just to make it as much fun every single time for people that are there. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like if it's not short form improv, we all should be doing better at explaining what people are going to see. Yeah. Really like take, take two minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. And like explain it. We're always like, <laughs> I know at like IO theater, you're like, who hasn't seen the long form improv? Okay. We're going to make stuff up and take a suggestion. It's like, mm-hmm. that's, that's not enough. <laughs> Yeah, I think hosting... Because it's it's weird the first few times you see it if you don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I remember the first show I saw at I.O. I didn't know what was going on. And it was before I had, like, kind of done improv even. Like, I was just newer to Chicago um, and, like, was a little bit familiar, but not to that extent. Mm-hmm. And it is... It's like, yeah, we always have to remember that feeling. Anytime we're bringing someone new to this, it's like, if you're a performer and you love it, there's a reason you love it. It's because, you, you know, took classes and are getting good at it. But there was a time where, like... 
you didn't you probably wouldn't have loved to sit in the audience if you felt alienated from the performers or you felt like it was a very yeah. separate thing but i mean that's why i love improv too and like in such a small space is like it's for everyone in the room live like it's for like it's this one special moment we all get together mm-hmm. um but i think you're i think you're so right about like hosting too it just makes a huge difference like to be genuine while you're hosting and to be like like anytime i host a show i always tell myself like I have to love the show the most of anybody in the room like this. I'm, I'm presenting it. I'm hosting it. I'm making yeah. it. So like I try not to do like a ton of bits or I try not to ever be too self-deprecating. And I always try to be genuine and be like, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. I want you to have fun too. Uh, and I think for improv specifically, we need that. I think like, yes, we invite we sh- people in on like, like to feel like you're a group of friends all laughing together. Yes. Right. You I mean, you said earlier, like <laughs> the ability for people to like do well early on is like you feel like people can get there pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And as someone who's like taught a bunch of classes where people have, you know, their first show after uh, I think 16 weeks of training, mm-hmm. um, uh, it really is. If, if the audience is on your side and they feel like they're, or, or if they're your family and friends, like that show can feel just as fun as a show for people um, who know the cast as a group of professionals. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of like bridge that gap and just be like, Hey, I might not know you, but I want to welcome you in on the fun of this and make mm-hmm. you feel included on this like silly night. Like this is this weird crap we're doing. Mm-hmm. Huh. We're trying to make this up. Yeah. Like, the more you can convey that, the more you're going to get everybody on your team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's so like, and I think there is something, it's a little bit different for like, uh, we have like a short form show where you can kind of have that like host is very separate because they're continually a part of it yeah, and they yeah. can be more jokey or stand up shows the same way where like it's fun to watch the host like do material up top to kind of like set the standard for that. Uh, but oh, yeah, dude, that's like I think that's so we do this. We have like for our classes that we teach the theater, they have their level one. They do shows after week seven. So week after week seven okay. and eight, they do their shows as a part of like our Thursday, like our show that we book with our friends and like other teams. So they just go first on the show as like the opening improv teams. But yeah, we just like want to bring them up. I'm like, this is their first show ever. Their first time on stage. Let's go nuts for them. And then the audience is hot and they're excited. And then like having the class confident and be like, you can do this right now and you can be very good at it. And they take the stage with a lot of energy. They're doing like very good, genuine long form improv. Like, and it's just like, to me watching that after being a part of that process from like the very beginning of the first time somebody shows up to a class, teaching them what a scene is, then watching them on stage in a show in front of a live audience in such a short time. I'm like, yeah, we can, if you believe in this, it happens very quickly, which is yeah. exciting. Probably because, I mean, I would say the biggest difference between, um, you know, like a new improviser and like a very experienced improviser, the, the biggest difference is probably just confidence, yeah. right? Like confidence in the choices that you're making and like owning them and feeling comfortable and confident enough to play the way you want to play. Mm-hmm. And so the quicker you can get people feeling comfortable or confident, mm-hmm. the more likely they're going to have a show <laughs> that they're, <laughs> that they're happy about. Yeah. And that's good. But also then I guess that's the thing we develop, right? As like mm-hmm. the longer we do this is like, how do I, um, how do I still do well when everything is stacked against me to not feel good and confident? Yeah. Which is like, <laughs> that is fun when you're on shows where you're like, this is going poorly or like the audience is not about what we're doing or like, and that is fun when you have the confidence not to, to go out and just hope for the best, but you're like, okay, I'm going to make choices that I know will either disrupt the show in a way that could work. Or I know that like, if we go hard and like loud and just like 
bring it as like genuinely as we can. People get back on our side. Uh, but yeah, confidence, I think for sure is, is the thing that grows the most. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like, cause I mean, man, the, the worst thing in the world chug that beer chug it <laughs> I, you have to play catch up with me i'm like far ahead of you already <laughs> i know i keep talking too much so. i also like oh man if i drink like one beer i already won't be making sense <laughs> i don't let myself do you let yourself drink before you perform no i don't yeah, either i don't and that's like i'll always thing. be worse i uh i'm thankful for alex actually told me he started comedy a little bit before i did and he like one of my first shows ever he's like you're gonna see a lot of people that drink when they do stuff he's like just don't do it and i mean i think he said it offhandedly and I like every like once in a while, if like I'll have a beer before a show, if that's what calls for it, but I never want it to be a crutch of having like one or two beers and being loose and then like feeling like, Oh, if I am a little bit looser, I'm more fun. And then like that dependency. So I always try to not never, uh, helps. never yeah. helps me. <laughs> like I feel like I could have one beer and be like, oh, shit, why did I do that? <laughs> I never Super. felt it was an advantage. Yeah. I don't know why um oh god was i gonna i was gonna tell you something i forget um so you know uh you're teaching classes over there you and Mm -hmm. alex both Mm -hmm. um you know kind of getting to do your own thing i mean create your own vibe in the theater but also kind of create your own curriculum Mm -hmm. do you have any sort of like uh strong outlooks already as someone like how long have you been teaching now Uh, i've been teaching for just over a year okay cool yeah it was fun like we got and that wasn't even one of our intentions when we started the theater too. It's kind of grow like grew organically. So we had a lot of people from the neighborhood that were asking about classes and they're like, oh, awesome. all right, cool, let's do it. And then it's, uh, the class program steadily grown and obviously on a big hiatus right now. Uh, but we, why is that? Of, yeah. <laughs> uh, do you, are you guys feeling like you can come back? Yeah. That's I, good. We, uh, have a, a lot of patrons for the theater that continue to subscribe and donate, which is like beyond generous. Um, and is awesome and yeah so we're excited eventually whenever things are safe we'll open back up that's good um but as far as teaching yeah because we were designing the curriculum from the first class uh and at first we're like okay let's just do like one class like how can we best encompass like everything we need to teach to get people ready for a class show and from the beginning that's like we're lucky because we have the classes in the theater so we turn on the stage lights we kind of get them used to the room yeah uh talk about just like how to take the stage with confidence. And then as far as scene work right away, when I teach scenes, it's just like, all right, it's you and a scene partner on stage. You need to work together to create something awesome. So like the quicker that you can be excited about your scene partner, go good luck. Yeah. (laughs) And like be agreeable and excited to be there. Like you will find success more often than not. So I try to teach a lot of like matching, mirroring, teamwork, we statements and like, as I just like for level one, I'm just like, yeah, just whatever the first person says, be crazy excited about it, go and like yeah. have fun. And then I also like stress editing too. Cause I think that's the big thing when you start doing shows is like <laughs> that can be a bad show or a good show. It's like a bad scene that's 30 seconds with a quick edit. And then like someone else jumping out there <laughs> is great, but like a bad scene that's four minutes and yeah, the team's yeah, yeah. hesitant and scared. Like that's a bad show. So we just try to analyze like, okay, what are the elements that like hit the highest? And it's like, okay, two people jumping out, we statement excited on the same team building ideas quick scene that is going to be successful almost every single time yeah um i would say that that's that element too that makes people like feel like improv is something like more than just silliness is Mm -hmm. the ability to kind of like um as you put it like the we statements or like the the collaboration of it all Mm -hmm. of like (laughs) 
it's a little bit of a feeling of like i'm going into battle yeah <laughs> and i'm relying entirely on you and like that collaborative spirit is just so fun yeah i think that's and i think that's for me the most fun too that's like distilling a lot of i've had incredible teachers in chicago and i feel like that to me is always the most fun is just being excited about who you're on stage with and mm-hmm. then like it's I don't know. It's cool. I mean, I think like Dana Kiersioli was probably like a very influential teacher where she's like, your scene partner is like the most important person with you on stage at all times. And I feel like her, that's said by a lot of different teachers. Where does Dana teach? I don't know Dana. I had her at the Chicago Improv Den, which is like Dana Faglis' oh, yeah, program. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I got to have her as a teacher and, and I feel like she just stressed that harder than a lot of teachers I'd had. And um, the prin- like that simple principle, I think just is the biggest truth and i forget it as a performer on stage all the time but it's very easy to see it especially in beginning improvisers if like because you said conf- like confidence too it's like mm-hmm. if that first line that's the only thing that matters support them support them just go back and forth have fun uh build up a bunch <laughs> of energy and then somebody edit and let's keep it going so yeah the last yeah. thing that any audience ever wants to feel is you as a performer being like is this okay yeah because they'll be like no <laughs> No, it's not because you asked. Right. But if you didn't ask, it would have been okay. <laughs> yeah. No, it's so true. And then, yeah, like, what's your experience with teaching? How do you feel about, like, when you're teaching, uh, like, the initial concept of scene work or what oh. principles do you find to be the most important to, like, share with people? Hmm. Man, it is, like, creating, it's, it's like, so much of it's, like, table setting, right? Of creating mm-hmm. that environment where, like, people can have fun and, like, mess up mm-hmm. and be okay with, like, messing up and, like, taking away the importance of, like, getting it correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I would say that, like, um, teamwork and, like, uh, ensemble work is, like, one of the more satisfying things to teach. Um, and I guess character work for mm-hmm. me as well. I guess both of them, like play on that fact of just like needing to like trust your choices and like, and just play and have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to say this, uh, <laughs> it's also very interesting when like you get someone in a class and they can't meet you at that minimum prerequisite of like, I'm okay looking silly and having fun. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they should never be in a class. Like never, like it's a, it's, it's a, it's a bare minimum you need to come in and collaborate with others. Yeah. Because the moment like you bring that energy of like, I don't want to look silly and Mm -hmm. I, and I'm, it's someone, I'm talking about someone who's never going to cross that hurdle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I've had only a couple of times. Um, or people who don't want to be in a class, (laughs) like somebody else signed them up or like, Oh, that's the worst. It's such a prereq to like being in the room is like wanting to be there, wanting to be there and wanting to look silly. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I feel very fortunate. I don't know if I've encountered somebody who was like not about being there at all or how that would go. So it's only happened a handful of times. Okay. And who boy, man, the one time it happened with an adult, um, this was somebody who should have just been pursuing stand-up no offense to stand-up you know what yeah. i mean it's just like that's what they wanted improv to be mm-hmm. they wanted it to be them like doing their joke and shining and like they couldn't hardly like st- 
if a game got silly, they would almost like start to move themselves out of like a circle, like a warm up mm-hmm. game. They would like purposely not sit by people. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, like very confrontational characters. Yeah. And it was like as much as you did to be like, hey man, like it's okay, it's like like just like whatever. It's like he was ruining it, and the class oh. was trying to take care of them, but they're also mm. new improvisers. He was just ruining it for everyone. Oh, that's and, tricky. And I guess the only other times I experienced that sort of thing is like, you know, if you get, if you're teaching a workshop <laughs> yeah, or like it might be for, um, especially if it's for kids, right? Mm-hmm. If you're teaching a workshop for a bunch of kids who don't want to be there, it's like, yeah. don't even do it. That's... Don't do it. This is, this is literally pointless. Even if you have five kids who don't want to be there, mm-hmm. they will ruin it for the the 75 other kids there yeah because like they will like, try their hardest to ruin it i feel like with adults too like if you notice somebody maybe is like very not about it yeah. we're adults it's like i mean that guy's probably here for some reason that's outside of his control he's going yeah, through yeah, stuff yeah. for kids you're so like malleable to be like all right is that what the cool kid in the class is doing i guess we don't <laughs> oh, care anymore and it's, it's whatever so yeah man i uh that's such a bummer about like having people that like are intentionally disruptive to the it doesn't class. happen too often that's good yeah. but i would say like those like like those giant workshops for like schools. Yeah. Or, um, and here's the thing is if you have it at the adult level, because like you're going to someone's like work and they're, and they're teaching it. Most everyone knows not to be at least an asshole. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or yeah. like, uh, like Sharon doesn't want to get silly, you yeah. know, whatever. <laughs> but like, uh, like they're not usually like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah. This is stupid. Like, you know what that, I mean? That would be, that it's, would be really interesting. Cause I feel like in the moment I would feel so inspired to be like, all right, I can change them. Like I can be, <laughs> I can be the one guy that like has that like uh movie moment where I look in their eyes and I was like, yes. And, and then it clicks. And then like, they're, they're like Scrooge breaking point where they're nice to everybody afterwards. Uh, Dude, but I, yeah, actually in like <laughs> being practical, they'd probably be like, no nah, man, get out of here. I'd be like, all right, yeah, sorry. I won't do that again. When I first <laughs> started teaching, like I had in my head, this like feeling of like, I was, it's going to be like, I was gonna be Robin Williams and it's gonna be like dead poet society. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> and, like, I was going to like be walking through the park and be like, anything could be anything. And yeah. It's like, you know people come with so many different like anxieties and fears and like oh, i'm not ready to be goofy yet and it's mm-hmm. like <laughs> okay all right well i guess we'll uh <laughs> yeah play zip zap zap <laughs> yeah i feel like you'd be such a great like teacher too because you're so warm on first impressions like right away i feel mm-hmm. like you're very much excited to be with the person that you're around and you're very kind like that oh thank you I feel like, yeah, I'm, yeah i mean we, like our first impression of each other was good that's why we're friends you know like yeah, yeah, uh, yeah but i think that is so important too to be like when you are teaching too just to be so all in like and that's another thing that mm. i feel like i'm so ready to look so stupid i'm ready to lose any argument with any student all i want to do is for the people that want to be there like make it the most fun experience too and yeah even like i don't know it's it's just like it's for people that also want to take an improv class as an adult, I yeah. think that is such a huge step that, especially if you don't come from a performance background mm-hmm. or you have, you're maybe not the most confident person or you have something that you're like, I don't necessarily want to be in front of people. And like you take a risk and take that class. Like that to me is so exciting. Cause those people, I'm like, I want you to be a rock star on stage. I want you to feel so confident. No, you can crush it in front of a crowd. Uh, and I feel like, making sure that if you're an introductory teacher that you are as warm and like encouraging as possible is so key. 
Yeah. yeah. You do have to set the environment correctly for people are scared as fuck. Yeah. I... I like will try to even avoid sometimes walking into a room before I have to start the class on the first day because like the tension there, it's like, I'm like, Hey, we're going to get started in just a second. Yeah. <laughs> but until then, everyone's going to be oh, real tense. That's how, because I've every first day of an improv class is awkward. And there becomes this weird thing. Like even if you like are in like level four or five of a program and you're with people and you may even know some people, people just kind of sit in the chair in the back of the room, go on their phones and are like so disengaged. So that's what I try to do the first day of our class. Like I'm playing like, music in the theater trying to get people pumped up i was like let's all stand in a circle and kind of like already probably making people uncomfortable but i was like this is better than us kind of like isolating putting up our guard a little bit when we start but yeah it's so cool to also like rethink all these elements too of like how can you make this like that's what's fun about improv because nothing is permanent about it is anytime you go through like an experience that wasn't ideal being like all right cool how can i change this for the next group of people i interact with as a teacher as a performer as a student to be like this could be better. It's and the coolest art form because of that. You get that same challenge um, that you get as a performer where like you also, it's, it's easy to like lean into the things you're, you know, work. Yeah. And like, that is something I have to like remind myself. And I don't think I do well enough with it. Like it's easy for me to go, I know this exercise works. I'm mm-hmm. going to hit this exercise again. And when I teach this level again, but there's so much out there that's like, works and like there's so many different ways to like teach and um you know expand people's ability to you know be creative and improvise but it's like once you find something that works it's so it's so easy to be like safe with that and yeah oh, the same yeah. thing with performing right like mm-hmm. ugh, i'm like always a nice dad yeah or, or like someone who happens to speak german or have a german accent or yeah. like if i play have... a boyfriend that just got broken up with and it's like a sad sack like that Ooh, is that your thing yeah i feel broken like i play up... like low status vulnerable characters oh yeah probably too much that's fun yeah it is very fun <laughs> i feel like that i tried i feel like early on in improv i learned right away i was like okay so like, like if you're super mean that doesn't work like that principle just became very clear in yeah. class right away i was like all right cool so i'm gonna just try to always lose or like be kind and somewhere in between there which like obviously we should always all kind of be doing everything yeah so yeah. we're not stuck on these same things but that's where i tend to go a lot it's just kind of sad and a little bit slower i d- i i think for me personally as a performer like um at some point I figured out the right way to be mean Mm -hmm. and the right way to be mean is just be sarcastic. Yeah. Like if you, if you're angry, cause what it does is it helps you move the scene forward. Right. Mm -hmm. So if like you're in a scene, you're like, Oh, it's my turn to go pick up the kids from school. Oh, fuck yeah i would love to do it again i would love to pick up our kids can i get anything for you you know what i mean yeah just that super (laughs) selfish arrogant like that's what's so fun that's like that's such a nuanced smart way to play it too where you're not like directing that anger like with a ton of like negative energy at the person but being like building it up for yourself that's very cool it's the hardest the hardest thing about like i think when you say like playing a mean character is because of the stalemate situation you'll find yourself in. Yeah. And so if you're still willing to like go along with it and like, um, whether it's like through like the lens of sarcasm or just like passive aggressive, like you're so much, it's so much easier to move the scene forward than like Mm -hmm. a character who's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Um, what, what do you think is going to happen, Andrew, in this, (laughs) next year to two years to five years what yeah what are we looking at here in chicago like this landscape 
I, I have a friend who's an acting teacher okay. and who does a bunch of like on, on camera and like uh, does a bunch of commercials. And he said like, oh man, like the fact that the improv scene is potentially dying or leaving here mm-hmm. will probably even affect why like people come here to film and like shoot commercials. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's crazy. That's interesting to think about. I'm pretty bad to talk about on that end. I have never acted in a commercial. I don't have an agent. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have no like I have no acting credentials <laughs> to my name. Like just strictly I took a lot of improv classes and just got really into this one thing. Um but I am optimistic for a couple of reasons. Like I think what will be cool is because there were a couple like huge theaters, which like that is awesome because it's cool to build a community around like one specific place where you mm. can frequently visit and then you see faces more often than like, you know, people. And I think that is cool. But also like, I'm very excited for f- the amount of like bar prof that will happen and the <laughs> amount of small black box theaters that'll yeah. pop up around the, the city. Like there's so many neighborhoods that now, like if you live in a place that's not necessarily like Lincoln Park or Lakeview uh-huh. and you want to be like, I want to start a theater here. Now is a great, well, not now, now, but yeah, once very it's soon. Safe, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a great time to do that. And then to have more people taking ownership of like, oh, like we're all capable of doing this yes. and we can run a free show in a bar with our friends. If we just buy two can lights, bring a PA system and get a microphone and then just start doing it, we can make that very fun. And then letting those things grow and letting like new things happen, I think is very exciting because there's also like, I don't know, there was a lot of negativity associated Mm -hmm. with a lot of places for a ton of reasons. And I mean, I'm in the scope of how long Chicago improv has existed, very young. So I'm not like, I'm not an expert on any of this stuff, but I am excited to be like a proponent of someone who, you know, doesn't have a background in theater management, but we're like, all right, let's just do it. And then like getting people excited to, you can take full ownership of, what you want to do with this and get people excited about it and make your own space wherever you, you want it to be. So that part I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. I like that. I like that optimism. Yeah. I also think that like, honestly, at the end of the day, especially if it's a theater that's specifically for improv, mm-hmm. the the more intimate and the the right level of less polished it is, the better it sets the expectations for what you're going to see. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Second City doing sketch to me in like those big theaters, like isn't subject to those same rules. Mm-hmm. Like it's, you know, they've got a name, they've got those big theaters and it's sketch, right? Mm-hmm. But when it's improv and when it like IO scaled up and like, I guess UCB and I hadn't been to any of those like new buildings, they scaled up and they started like, polishing it all a little bit more and making it like these theaters like higher occupancy Mm -hmm. um it it almost doesn't jive with what you're about to get yeah you need you need this like underground feeling of like we're on this room together and like we're gonna make this shit up Mm -hmm. even if it's people who are really great at it to kind of like set the set the tone for what everyone else should be expecting in the room yeah, I right? think that is 100 percent true. I feel I feel very. Which you guys, that's way. what you guys have over there is like, oh, we got to put out more chairs. Try yeah, just like push some more chairs in there. Like someone's got to go to the bathroom and they like they have to crawl over other people and like. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I love about it. I mean, yeah. our first when we started producing our first show, it was in the back of a bar. It was like, by, like past the bathrooms at the end of the hallway, and it was a super small room. We were like kind of figuring it out as we went. There was no stage. You just played on the floor, like 
five feet from people, yeah. just a really intimate space, but we'd get that place packed and the energy was crazy and it felt awesome, even though it was kind of like dirty. And then yes. our first space before the current one that we're at was an even smaller room and it kind of the same energy. The bath is one shared restroom with a restaurant next to the stage. There was a big vent on the stage. Uh, the <laughs> occupancy of that room was even smaller than our current place. But it would just get crazy loud and hot and sweaty. And like yeah. we had trouble controlling the temperature of the room. And that was also fun. And like <laughs> that imperfect aspect of it was my favorite part too. And people are down, especially like if you're going to see a comedy show, you know, you don't, yeah. you're, you're paying five bucks. You have, you want to keep expectations low and like just kind of like, create an environment when people feel like they're sneaking into something kind of bad or dirty or like you know gritty i don't know yeah, what like, is this nasty place yeah <laughs> maybe not bad or dirty, but uh yeah i i fully agree too you have to, you have to control for the, the right elements right like mm -hmm. i remember doing like when i first moved here there was far less opportunities mm -hmm. about 10 or 11 years ago <laughs> and uh like a lot more people were doing bar prof for that reason because you couldn't just like immediately jump up on stage somewhere mm-hmm and um some of those shows like they're like well we're not going to turn off the um football game and we're going to keep the volume on we're like well i guess we're not going to do a show here anymore yeah like there's some elements that have to get controlled for right but then there's yeah. like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's like a certain the level of grunge of and like intimacy that's like oh yeah this is this is what it needs to be yeah dealing with other bar patrons is tough oh, in bar prof i've done some yeah. shows like that where the space isn't and they don't enough. want you there yeah they're like fuck who are these people yeah <laughs> we were lucky with our bar show that it was like separate from the bar and restaurant yeah. and every once in a while some guy would walk into the bathroom and see there's a comedy show and stick around for like a drink or two but yeah. um yeah i think you need to keep like the energy focused towards the stage that's yep. part of the reason why we like a lot of times with the chairs at the theater, we'll only bring out like a small amount at the beginning in case there's a smaller crowd. Just be like, all right, well, then That's we're great. just going to keep it close to the stage. And as it fills up, we'll bring it out. And yep. I like that. Like there's elements of that room that I really enjoy and that feeling of like, yeah, you're seeing the full production happen right now. Like you can look around. There's no mystery behind the curtain of like we're all people trying to make a fun experience for each other yep. in this moment. But yeah, I think like some like sound control, a good like like lighting the performers well and making sure that like they can safely access the stage and like safely perform on stage and then making sure the audience has like comfortable enough seating but are like close together and like excited and not so comfortable that they're in control of the room as far as like their uh posture or like that they can like be having so much more fun with their other friends that they can lose focus on what's in front of them so yeah it was fun it was really fun when we started producing the show in the bar we learned a lot of that stuff on the fly it was just watching yep. and then after the show we'd be break, breaking down the room and pulling up the lights and like, what worked what didn't work like was the music too loud were we pulling lights too soon were the chairs too close to the performers were people too hot were they too cold mm. were they enjoying themselves was it too long like was the running order good i mean there's it's simple, but there's also enough elements that like you have to at least think through at some point yeah. and be like, because if you miss one of those things, like you let performers go on way too long, the show starts to drag like that yep. extra 45 minutes on a show all of a sudden, like made it unbearably long and people lost interest and had a bad experience. So like it's, it's very simple, but there's just a lot of little elements that like to take, to try to take yeah. control over. Yeah. I think that's the thing too. Maybe like, you know, as like performers and teachers and people who have like spent an enormous amount of time getting 
pretty decent at making stuff up and making it fun for people mm-hmm. is like, yeah, it is really simple, but we also kind of forget all the little experiential know-hows we've gained of like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that show was rough because of this one small thing. Mm-hmm. And like, there is um, probably a value that we undercut in ourselves about like, yeah, it all of it matters. Yeah. It really does. It's like, it's fun. It's light. And it's, we're going to just make it up. But also our brains are like, here's a situation. This is how I'm handling. I'm going to like move this chess piece because someone in the back is being a little more drunk or like Mm -hmm. the room's too hot and people don't want to laugh or the last person said something and everyone else is uncomfortable and (laughs) scared right now. My first TJ and Dave show I ever went and saw mm-hmm. it was like, like you know like people are like oh yeah teacher dave you got to see them it's so exciting mm-hmm. so it was uh it was downstairs at old io dave came out and then uh, i believe her name is uh, i'm gonna get it wrong it's like sue gillen i forget her name okay uh, uh, an excellent performer but mm-hmm. i forget exactly her last name um was a guest because tj was out of town <laughs> and i heard this like, somebody Somebody at the front like must have done something like, oh, like TJ's not here or something like that. You know, I don't know what they said. I didn't hear it. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> Dave, Dave Pesquazi was like, shut your fucking mouth. And they just like walked out on stage. And then like everyone's like, oh. Dave is, could be, I think, a little bit of an intimidating guy too. Like he's like, he's, he's got a powerful energy. He's tall, right? Yeah. You know? And uh, he's like, again, he's like, I said, shut your fucking mouth and everyone was so like tense and then like um with tj and dave at least they used to like drop the lights and Mm -hmm. then it would come back up and they would be in character no suggestion right Mm -hmm. and uh the first thing he said in character was like oh that was uncomfortable or awkward Mm -hmm. and like immediately it cut through all that tension but i was like how are people gonna laugh right now like when i when i saw that moment and it was like it was the acknowledgement of how awkward that was. Not like pushing it under the rug and embracing it and then incorporating it into a scene right away it was just like the perfect level of like breaking the tension, which is like, man, like being able to handle those moments, right? Because right. they come in so many different ways. Oh, absolutely. Like it could be like the bachelorette party with like everyone's got their penis straw and they think mm-hmm. the whole show is for them and like yeah we yeah that's what's also funny too like the crowd control and stuff like yeah. we are so fortunate that like we have a really great audience that comes to our shows and a lot of people like it's usually like couples with a six-pack that are just like super laid back <laughs> and every once in a while we get like a rowdy crowd or like a really drunk couple and it's been so weird too to like i have no experience as being a bouncer for a club and not that like you know you need that background but it is weird to like during shows like creep up to somebody and be like, "Hey, sir, can you please be quiet? Like, there's a show going on." And being like, "God, I hope he is receptive to this message that I'm yeah. presenting to him because if he's not, I'm not equipped to do more than like, whatever <laughs> yeah. the next steps are in this conversation." Um, Which is like, I, that's the thing is like, I I feel like a lot of us are like, "Oh man, it would be cool to start a theater," but mm-hmm. it's like, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. You got to do it all, baby. You got to like do the admin work. You got to like. There's so much like bullshit <laughs> that you're going to have to deal with. That's not just going making silly jokes. Yeah. It's like, we all shouldn't be starting theaters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We truly shouldn't. I think 
definitely it takes start. the right it takes the right skill set yeah At least some, say, some of them yeah i appreciate that yeah i mean i think if you want to start a theater my advice would be start a, a free bar show for okay. a long time first test hey, the waters test the waters like learn by mistake get your skill set up and obviously we're not experts we're learning on the go as we do this yeah. continually but that was a lot of start producing shows and then like yeah start picking up some of those elements because there's a ton of stuff that like I love doing like back end stuff that's less like in the moment show yeah. things that are very fun and very interesting and like very cool things when people like donate awesome things or just send these really kind messages of support or like, I feel like we have been infinitely blessed with just people being awesome to start this process. But yeah, there's like incidents that you deal with behind the scenes that people don't see. Yep. And like that part's not fun. And like, yeah, <laughs> that part is not cool. And like, so yeah, I would say, uh, yeah, there's stuff that's not, uh, it, there's not, <laughs> try to put this like as tactfully as possible. Like, don't, don't things, just say how you actually need to say it. <laughs> yeah. I would say like, there's just a lot of stuff behind the scenes too. So like trying yeah. to think about those elements too. And, uh, I think that's also, it's, I think it's cool too. Like I, it's a lot of stuff I've never thought about before we kind of jumped in and started mm -hmm. doing it too. And I've learned as I've grown and then like, it also, yeah, it continues. I think the biggest thing is it continues to give me respect for like the big picture. Like, when I'm producing a show, every performer in there is like, I want you to do the best you've ever done in this moment. Like, yeah. I, I couldn't tell you how hard I'm rooting for you because I, if everybody does well in a show, we all win. Like, the yeah. audience has a great night. You feel good about yourself. Mm -hmm. The show went well. So, like, I'm happy. Like, uh, and, like, so just kind of rooting for everybody all the time to do well is something that, like, I did before, but, like, I actively do now. And yeah. I think that's really cool. That's cool. Um, you have more. You have more of a stake in in everyone's success yeah i think it's you know it's easy to like go somewhere else and be like oh i want to be like the best team of the night yeah you know what i mean like oh, or yeah. perform and be like oh, this cast i want to get more laughs you know that's, yeah. that's our human nature right uh and we're like always are trying to correct for that I'm like no 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 it's team it's team mm -hmm. but when you're like running the theater and like truly when everyone wins you win the theater wins like that's the right mindset to be in. Yeah. That's what's so funny. And like, I know that is a very, and like, obviously we've all had those moments as performers that like, yeah, you want to have like the best show at certain points, but yeah, like, I think that's what is so funny is like, there's an infinite amount of laughter that can happen. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. this whole show can be awesome. <laughs> yes. Like everyone could crush and like whoever you brought to the show. Don't work on be, the scarcity model of yeah. laughter. Yeah. <laughs> like there's no like limited supply of like success yes. that can happen here. It's all free and it's for everybody. So like that's so good. having that mindset is fun too. Cause like, yeah, a lot of the shows that like, like a student show where I'm like hosting the show, worried about their first show, like taking notes, thinking about these other elements. By the time I take the stage at the end, I'm like, Oh, I'm just so excited to be here. The show's going great. I'm having fun. Like let's be loose. Excuse me. Um, yeah, versus like thinking about myself as much in that moment, yeah. which is cool. And that's just something that like I've been very fortunate with, with like the journey I've gotten to have. But um, yeah. You've already kind of like spoken to this and maybe there's like not a, a lot left to say in a way because you've already like the spirit of like your theater and like what you want is like, mm -hmm. okay, cool. That's awesome. Um, but I've always, you know, I've always watched theaters especially the smaller theaters um, have a, a kind of a battle with the, um, the vibe of creating a click. Right. Mm -hmm. I feel like that might be a challenge that's uh, more, cha uh, more 
unique to small theaters than it is to big theaters, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. Um, because the people who are um, saying no to you that you can't perform or you can perform or you are included or like, hey, come join us, are people in bigger theaters sometimes that aren't as personally involved, right? Mm-hmm. I had a, I had a somebody in Amsterdam um, that I was talking to, I was teaching a workshop there and he has like a small theater and he was like, you know what, Johnny, um, he's originally from the US, he's like, actually the fact that um, there's theaters telling people no um, makes um, the improv scene a more friendly environment in Chicago and potentially New York, wherever, than here in Amsterdam, where every opportunity is predicated on like, who do you know? Who are you friends with? Who are you on good terms with? Um, uh, and so I, I've, I've noticed that like, even maybe unintentionally, it's easy to feel excluded in these theaters sometimes. And I don't get the, 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 um, the slightest whiff of that from you, from you guys. But um, if you could like maybe talk a little bit about like that mindset, because I think that's so important is like, and you've already spoke, spoken to it, but like, how do we, how do we make everyone feel like, Hey, let's come play, but also keep qu- the quality of what you're doing. And like, yeah. Any yeah. thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, yeah, we're definitely not, we're not perfect at any of that stuff, but I think that is something that is important to us too, mm-hmm. is like, like I feel very strongly, especially with like the teaching the classes and getting people going right away yeah. and just seeing the growth quickly. And like, I, I mean, I just believe that from like my journey thus far, like that, like, yeah, everyone can be very good. There's enough space for like every single person to be doing this, to be doing this well. Um, I like that there's enough laughter to go around. There's for enough everybody. laughter to go around. Yeah. There's enough like back rooms and bars. There's enough spaces where like yep. truly like mic, PA system, some lights. Like yeah. you can get it going and you can make your own experience with this. But yeah, I mean, I think we're lucky in the fact that like, at least for like Alex and I, it's like we don't, I don't judge the talent that comes in in the sense of like, I'm not ever actively directing or giving people like telling anybody what to do. He's not either. We're not recruiting people and saying we have this audition process you made this house team a lot of times what we're trying to do is like just consistently put out good shows Mm -hmm. so for us it's like booking it in the sense of like okay well i know this team this is someone i performed with a ton they're great we'll book them this might be a newer team i don't know these people but like let's throw them throw them on here too we'll put them earlier in the show like i haven't seen this person in forever like I haven't seen, like, I don't know. They're like not on a house team in their theater. So like, let's bring them in or like this house team's awesome at this theater. Let's bring them over here. And like, that's something that we have tried to push ourselves with. And I think it's been very easy because of how small we were when we started. And also because of the success of a lot of other theaters, that it's very easy to enter that space and then be like, we're just an additional show going on. So like, Mm -hmm. if it fits in your schedule, we'd love to have you. We'll put it all together. You can perform, but Um, I think that's a really like active challenge that like, especially if we continue to grow, like we'll face and something that I would like to stay out of as far as like drama and politics. And it's a fine line. And I feel like no matter how well you do, there's always going to be, you know, what people, some level of jealousy, some level of like, I, I wanted this thing and I'm not doing this thing. And it's, it's a hard thing, I think, to control for. And I don't think it's a, mm-hmm. every theater's responsibility to control for that perfectly because it's, it's um, in many ways, is out of your control. But it's um, it's definitely cool to see that that's like 
actively th- a thing mm-hmm. that like that that warmth and that invitation of like which is really the 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 spirit we all need to have especially the longer we do this work yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. um and like recognizing too if you're in a position where people perceive that like you're deeper into the the world or you're like you know if you're like an improviser and you've been <laughs> here for like 10 years or whatever mm-hmm. and like the the amount of like nerves for someone to come up to you who who's like new to it is a very real thing mm-hmm. and like just being cognizant of like always trying to break down that barrier of like oh no 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 yeah we're all gonna play like that this is an illusion mm-hmm. you know what i mean i i still have that with certain people there's certain people that mm-hmm. i know they know who i am and like maybe we're here like <laughs> a decade before me maybe only a couple of years and i'm just like i don't really talk to that person they do their own thing and it's like that's so silly yeah it's <laughs> that's so, so silly, silly. I remember when I first moved here, I would like, I was taking classes at Second City and I would go watch the third act of the main stage. And Paul Jurowitz was a performer uh, on the. A delightful cast. performer. So funny. So funny. And after a show, he was in 1959 by himself, like drinking a beer. And I just like went up to him and I was like, hey, I'm taking a class here. Like, that was so funny. And just like, he was so nice to me. And he's like, what's your name? Where are you from? Yeah. We were chatting. And then like later on, he was like my conservatory sub. And then like now yes. it's like, I saw him on, I've seen him on like TV. And like, that is kind of something that I would always hope to be. And yeah, as far as like, I, I think, yeah, I think you touched on it a little bit too, but like, there's also, I think there's a weird thing of like people like in positions of power hold, uh, the ability for like performers to move to the next level, whether that be like roles or teams or, and I feel very fortunate. And I always, I want to stay away from that side of things. Like I don't have any connections to any person in the industry at all. And that makes it really nice. But, um, but yeah, always keeping that attitude too. of like, we should always be inviting more people Mm -hmm. to do this because the more that people know about improv, the better everyone is, the more receptive they all to it. They are to it. We all win. Like it is such a, like such a community uh, thing. <laughs> I don't know when that will be. I think I have five more... people scattered throughout the theater. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know. That's a little tricky too. Cause I think, um, we want to make sure it's fun when we come back. Yeah, there's a critical mass needed, right. To yeah. like make it feel like it's fun. Mm-hmm. It's such a specific experience too. So it's, uh, yeah, just trying to bring it back and make sure that it's, uh, like fun when it comes back for people, but I'm excited for it. Like I'm, I'm going to be here. I'm going to be trying my best, uh, to make it a fun thing and um yeah so andrew you're the best dude and Uh, you are like (laughs) quintessentially the exact like sort of person we need like running theaters and like creating the right vibe at theaters and energy and (laughs) it's such a delight dude it's such a delight to get to chat with you and this is hopefully be back at your theater honestly the most fun theater in chicago that's just the most kind. fun <laughs> just the most fun like you got something going on thanks man yeah i mean i'm excited for when we can come back and uh if anybody wants to start a theater uh talk to me let's get it going i've got advice to give in that and uh yeah hopefully we'll just keep having fun shows and have you on more shows when we come back and uh this was very fun and a very fun start to the weekend so i really appreciate oh, it oh hell yeah what's, what's the plans for the weekend this weekend is nothing. I was in Kansas City. My little brother just moved there, actually. Oh, so are you a can- are you a Kansas improviser? No. So he just oh, moved there, okay. actually. So I was kind of going out to like help him 
move in and settle down and stuff. Whoa, dumb question. Is Kansas City actually in Kansas? It's Missouri and Kansas. It's okay. both. Okay. Yeah. I thought I had that partially wrong. I was like, wait, Kansas City's not just... Is it halfway in, in each? I think it's... I think there's, City, I don't know if it's half and half or it's two Kansas cities, but it's a little tricky. <laughs> I don't know. My I mean, are they ne- is Missouri and Kansas next to each other? Yes. Yeah. It's oh uh, Kansas God. is west of Missouri. There's like, there's a space that just like blanks out in my mind yeah. as you start to go west and then kind of comes back together as you get towards the coast. Yeah. And I'm just like. Every time I look at a map, I'm a little more surprised than I should be. No, I'm the same way. Like if it goes far west or far east, I'm from Indiana. So like <laughs> I know like the like this part of the Midwest, but as we just discovered, I was like pretty slow to answer that Missouri Kansas question because you could have told me I anything. Really I would have yeah. been like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I had a lot of friends when I first moved here who were uh real freaking funny and from Kansas. And I don't know if it's just something about growing up with nothing to do yeah, <laughs> and just entertaining yourself if that was the right recipe for some people. I think that's a lot of the Midwest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just being like, all right, it's me and my friends in our parents' basement on the weekend, like playing video games and then just like laugh, making each other laugh. So yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. What a treat to have you. Very fun. Oh, to be hey, here. Um, you. anything you want to plug before we, we turn it off? Anything coming up? Any way we could support, um, LSI, is there like a Patreon still up and running if we want to jump on that? and Yeah, I mean, okay. that would be awesome. Uh, we have a Patreon. If you go to logansquareimprov.com, uh, we try to keep that updated. Obviously, there's nothing super new right now, but we have a Patreon. If you'd like to support that right now, that'd be awesome. We're filming some online stuff and going to try to release it in the next few months. Uh, so we'll see how that goes just to try to create some stuff because um, it seems like it'll be a while before we can... Get cool. Back in the space. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Good yeah. for you guys. Check out our website. Uh, but that's pretty much it. Well, what's the website? LoganSquareImprov.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. Awesome. Cool. Cool, buddy. Thanks, Johnny. And I'm pretending to turn it off right now. Cool. And what did you want to tell me that you didn't tell me? <laughs> okay. Crazy, like, conspiracy <laughs> Let me tell you this fucking bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Sharna punched me in the mouth one time. That's why I created my own theater. Yeah. <laughs> she punched me in the mouth. Come on. Dance appetite. Dance in the middle of the night. Come on. Dance appetite. Dance in the middle of the night.